Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Working moms have way too many to-dos. Switch to H&R Block and have an expert do your taxes for you. Block guarantees 100% accuracy and your max refund or your money back. And with your no-surprise guarantee, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. You can even meet with a tax pro in a Block office or online from home. So take a breath, moms. This tax season, it's better with Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Description of benefits and details at hrblock.com forward slash guarantees. Hello and welcome to Oh My Dog with me, Jack D. And me, Sean Walsh. This is our weekly podcast where we reveal the most intimate, ridiculous details of our relationship with our beloved dogs. I have the delightful, spirited Mildred Barrett, who is a cockapoo. My streetwise best friend is Dolly, the long-haired chihuahua whom we rescued. Uh, This podcast sets out to answer the all-important questions like, how do you greet your dog? Uh, Do you kiss your dog on the mouth? Does your dog sleep in your bed? And so on. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our chats with our equally dog-obsessed guests who roll over and tell all. You are very much part of this podcast too, and we want to hear from you. You can get in touch by emailing us at hello at omdpod.com. And find us on Instagram at omdpod. So give us a shout and follow us on social media too. So, Nothing makes you uh, feel more up for it when your co-host just looks at his watch before he starts. <laughs> right. Uh, no, I, I literally, I was, I was seeing because I've had some technical issues, as you know, and so I just wanted to look and see how much of everyone's time I've wasted. No, no, no it's um, fine. I, I, I was not thinking of myself or anything else okay. other than, you know, everyone. How are you anyway? I'm okay. I'm, ba- I'm back on British soil. Yes. Yes, yeah. Are you pleased to be back? I think oh, you probably are. I, I, I am. I really am. I landed in Heathrow. I kissed the floor like in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, when Kevin Costner gets back. Yeah, you actually kissed the ground, did you? Yeah, got on you. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. And now the big question, of course, is Mildred, you were going to film your, your homecoming. That was I the did. idea. Did you do that? I did that. That's on the gram. Is it on Instagram, is it? Yes. That's great. I got home and I didn't know that Grace had collected her. Oh. So I got in and it was a surprise for me. And she went absolutely bonkers for about five minutes. How brilliant. And she, her jump, her jump increased to kind of my height. Yes. It, it was absolutely, it was wonderful. It was what it's about. Yes, what it's all about. So I take it you didn't follow the Russell Kane method of... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> ignoring blank her, her. blank her until until she calms right down, and then <laughs> and then go to her. 
go to her and give her a letter. Yeah, but I'm excited this week because uh, as much as we've enjoyed Russell Kane's expertise, we have got a dog trainer coming on later, I think, aren't we, on this episode? Yes. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. We can ask him his questions. And, of course, listeners could probably uh, ask us as well, and we can, we can put questions to him at a later date, yes, perhaps. Yes, that's a good idea. That's We've gone serious now. This is a serious podcast. Well, I think we're going to have to be careful <laughs> not to be too serious. And, obviously... If if the dog expert is is too serious, then we won't have him again. You know, because you know, this is the one area of life where we can just be stupid and enjoy yes. having a dog, and that's all it is about. Absolutely, I've loved being back with the family and Mildred. And I tell you, I, I want to tell you, confess a wonderful moment mm. last night that made me quite emotional. Yeah, good. I was in, I wasn't in bed, but I was on bed. And Wilder was there 11 weeks now. And I was kind kind of playing with her. And in the corner of my eye, Mildred was also on the bed, in the, in the on the corner of the bed. And I kind of got the impression, again, you kind of don't know, you, you're never really sure whether we're putting these these stories on our pets. You're never mm. totally certain about that. Mm. And you've got to make a choice. Do you trust that this really is how, you know, your dog feels or are you, putting, are you projecting this? But Mildred looked a bit left out. I felt like she felt left out. She looked just slightly sad. And, oh. you know, we have to be careful with the distance that we keep between Mildred and, and Wilder. As we've spoken about, you've got yeah. to be careful. Yeah. Um, so Mildred kind of knows to not, you know, not not get stuck in with Wilder, not jump in. And I looked up at Mildred and I said, Mornos, Mornos, you want to come and, you want to come and say hello to Wilder? You want to come and say hello? And she got up. And she walked over really slowly, really gently. She walked over and she really slowly and carefully leant into Wilder. And kind of on her cheek, she just she just gave her the smallest little kiss. Oh. And then sat up. And I, it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. That would bring a tear to anyone's eye, I think. That's, it was that, that's so lovely. lovely. I mean, I've observed it before with dogs. They have a they have a sort of instinctive understanding of the pecking order, they get it. I yeah. think, you know, generally a nice dog is going to understand, oh, this is a baby, I can't compete with that. That's, yeah. Uh, and, I, and you've got to be careful around the baby. And we, Maybe we could ask Simon about, you know, about yeah. about that intuition that the dog has. and the do- and Because and I, I find it magical, really, that, yeah. that, that, that how Mildred understands that. It's that's, amazing. That's really, really sweet, yeah. And uh, is Wilder sort of old enough to register uh, no. any expression of, to that she's just like wasn't aware what was going on really no i don't think she has any idea who mildred is or indeed who i am (laughs) (laughs) so she only has eyes for grace at the moment which is probably the the, this is the right way things should be i think you're right yeah yeah i think i think that's that's Mm. right Mm. but i've um as has been a theme really I think me and Mildred have, have got a lot closer. Mm. I took her for a walk. I'll tell you what, something that happened. Mm. And I, I, I should be careful, really, announcing this on a on a, on a a podcast that goes out nationwide, or indeed globally. But, but Jack, uh, I don't know if you've had this. Um, a ball. Ah, yes. A ball landed in my garden. Oh. What, a, a pet's ball or a, or a child's? A football. Okay. Landed in the garden the other night. Mm. And it banged on the, the back door. Mm-hmm. 
gave uh, Grayson Wilder a bit of a fright. Gave, you know, Mildred was out there, out to defence. You know, I'm a bit worried. You know, God, what is it? Who's yeah. out there? Yeah. Went out there. It, it was a football. Mm-hmm. I knew which garden it came from. I, I knew which child the ball was. But that immediately turned into a dog toy. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> please tell me you returned the ball to the... You've become that guy, haven't you? Who doesn't return the child's football. Oh, that's mad, that. that you... That's how it happens, you know. I heard that the child had a second ball. Come off it. It did! What do you, how did you hear that? How, uh, did you, because what, I could hear... You heard them in the garden. Oh, my ball's going over the fence. Don't worry, you've got a second ball. Play with that. <laughs> what are you talking about? I could hear him! I could hear him doing kick-up! Okay, okay. <laughs> so well, let's hope he is, uh, you know, able to keep that last ball in his garden. Otherwise, he's going to be, you know, he won't have a ball anymore. I'm going to start a fund for your neighbour's <laughs> child to have a, a football sent round. Well, but Mildred's having a wonderful time. I bet she is. It's I look. I'm just trying to teach the child about life. <laughs> that if you if you live next door to a psycho, you won't. <laughs> you'll never get your ball back. He'll just give it to his dog. That, that there's going to be traumatised. The child will be now. You'll probably grow up hating dogs, hating you. <laughs> it's not right. Oh. It's not right. No, that's that's life. If you if you if you're not careful and you break the rules, things will go wrong. A bleak metaphor that is, I have to say. <laughs> really it's a, if if your ball goes over the fence, don't expect to get it back. That's really what we <laughs> learn about life from that. That's sad. That's a terrible world to be in, isn't it? Out of everyone, I thought you'd be on my side. Oh, I'm, I'm only hearing what I'm hearing and I, I'm responding with honesty and candour. Yeah, I, I tell you what has been on my mind with um, with Dolly. That's what I was going to say. How's Dolly? Yeah, she's very well, thanks. Yeah, but I've been... Um, I don't know if we can... If there's a way of teaching dogs etiquette in, in social situations. But okay. we have this thing where if we have people over for, for dinner or a drink or something, when they've gone... Dolly usually does a, a, a little dance of joy because she's so pleased that they've left, right? And which is funny, and we think, oh, you know, she's she's just so delighted that they've gone. But what's happened is she's starting to do that before they've left the house. When they say, oh, well, we must get going, Dolly sees that as her cue, and it's a little unsubtle that she suddenly, very quiet dog, as soon as the guests say, well, we must get going, she jumps into this jig of sheer joy and happiness. She could speak, good, they're going. It's like a song she sings, you know. They're going. Good. Like a little bark. You yeah. Hear it is, it is, it is like that. It is like that. It's, and it's almost in, embarrassing that she's very quiet and then, then they make a move to go and she just breaks out into happiness. It's, I'm not sure if we can teach her any, that her manners should be a bit more tactful. <laughs> You don't join in, do you? Well, I try not to. Although I, I do, I do kind of mirror the emotions. I do know what she's. I, don't, I know what she's saying. I get it. You know. But that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. She knows. She knows what that means. It's almost like um, 
it's like when dogs, you know, dogs understand walkies, dogs understand yeah. maybe garden, wee wee, yeah. and, and and Dolly understands uh, we better head off, yes. we better order an Uber. She hears that, yeah. Then she breaks out and it's all, <laughs> hooray, <laughs> they're going. I think the last time I spoke to you, Jane was away, so Jane would have come back. Was Dolly happy to see Jane? Oh, Jane, oh, I mean, Dolly's absolutely ecstatic when Jane gets back because, I mean, yeah. she, Dolly spends her whole time listening out for Jane if she goes out and she can hear Jane's car she can tell that from all the other cars uh, yes. on the road. It's quite extraordinary. I'll know Jane is back because Dolly starts barking at the door because she's heard the car pull up, up the street sometimes, you know, she knows it's her. That's fantastic. It's really weird. Yes. But it was, it was nice having Dolly on my own as well. She's very good company. You watch telly together. Yes, lovely. It's really nice. She kept on sending you to the off-licence. <laughs> yeah, you better go and get some more beer, I think. You're running out. <laughs> all right, if you think so, Dolly. I'll be back in. <laughs> I'll be back in ten minutes. Oh. Do you remember Daisy from Essex, who uh, has Leslie the Jackapoo? It was, uh, I think, it was on the Sarah Cox episode. Oh yeah. Well, she's been in touch. We heard her dog voice, um, Stinky Malinky. Oh, Stinky Malinky, yes. Yeah, she's been back in touch to tell us about her song. She's got a song for Stinky Malinky. She's got a song. I see. I've, I swear to God, I've started this trend. I'm really happy about this. Go on. I let's hear the you song. Did, so let's hear it. Hi. So obviously, I've spoken to you before about my dog Leslie. Yeah. And I listened to the podcast recently where Sean was talking about a song yep. that he sings. And I've just getting ready to take Leslie out for a walk. And I've realised that I do the same. I didn't even realise that I do it, that I sing a song about going for a walk. So I thought I'd send it oh, to I you just that. in case. So this is the song. Why is he a good boy, a good boy, a good boy? Why is he a good boy? Because he's a good ding boy. That's the song. That's the song. I love that. Because he's a good ding boying. That's how it ends. I love, um, I love the look. This is what happens when you talk to your dog. Just nothing really makes any sense. Why is he a good boy? Because he's a good boying. So so I'm going to break that down, translate that. As why is he a good boy? Because he's a good boy. Yeah. That's but, it. but in the song, it's because he's a gooding boying. Yeah. And here's hoping Daisy's getting all the helping she's needing. <laughs> because... <laughs> It's lovely, though. Thank you, Daisy, for I sharing loved the that. song. I love that. Touch. Thank you so much. More of those, please. Uh, remember yeah. to send them to... Uh, you can email any voice notes that you want, whether it's a question or your dog voice, or yeah, yeah. just like Daisy, her dog songs. Um, email them to hello at omdpod.com. We also had... Uh, actually, Victoria got in touch to say... We had that conversation about microchipping your dogs. Oh, yes. She's yeah. got in touch to tell us that it's been mandatory in Britain to have your dog microchipped since April 2016. <laughs> so uh, it's not, you know, OK, we're, we're seven years out of touch. But that that's, doesn't mean it's a bad podcast, does it? No, I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I do, yeah. Really depends what you're judging that on. Yeah. But no, thank you. And to be clear, Mildred is chipped. It's just that I didn't know. It's because it's not with your name and address on it. Yeah. I think it's just Grace gets full custody if she ever gets lost. (laughs) (laughs) So coming up next, we've got Tanya Moody. This is going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. 
Canadian-born British actress Tanya Moody is best known for her roles in TV shows like The Clinic. She's Meg in Motherland, and she starred in films like Empire of Light. Her many stage appearances include productions with the Royal Shakespeare Company and the National Theatre. But we don't want to hear all about those amazing achievements. We want to get to know her through her dog. Hello, Tanya. Hello, Tanya. Hello, good Hi, morning. Tanya. Lovely to have you on the show. Thank you very much for joining yes, thank us. thank you. I was so excited to be invited on. Thank you. Obviously, we want to talk about dogs. And you have got lovely Bella. I've been looking at photos of her. Yes, and she is here, but she's... So she's... I don't know, you, can, you might be able to oh, hear yes, her. I can see. Yes, she is. Yeah, there she is. Adorable. She's asleep. She's been listening to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 now Bella is a, a bull terrier is that is that right yeah she's a miniature bull terrier so she's the yeah. smaller version of the breed they are lovely dogs aren't they I think people sometimes think oh they look a bit fierce but they're uh, the I've only ever known that's what I was going very to sweet bull terriers that's the kind of dog that maybe I would I would be very judgmental and I would see that dog and I think that looks like a scary dog that looks like a dog that might bite me am I completely mm. completely wrong am I way off yeah, I mean, obviously, every dog's story is individual of course. to them. Yes. So, obviously, you might have, there might be a rescue bull terrier who's been treated badly and is very reactive. So, I would, I certainly wouldn't say to anyone, the second you see a bull terrier, charge up to them and give them yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because... Don't do that to anyone. Yeah. Exactly. No. Exactly. <laughs> absolutely not. However, so speaking generally, bull terriers, their, their, their personality is that they are very they love humans basically mm, they're very attached exactly. to people they're attached to their owners so they can be extremely loving and extremely friendly i mean mm. this one is typical of the breed in that she just adores people she adores children especially oh lovely so, you know if we're if i'm walking her and it happens to be the school run um because my, my partner walks her normally and he bumps into all sorts of people so sometimes i'm out and children come up and they go hi bella Hello, mm -hmm. Bella. They all know <laughs> Bella. <laughs> I love she just loves it. And particularly the very, very little ones, like toddlers, she'll, she'll get on her belly and she'll kind of do this oh. belly crawl towards them. Oh, that's and, sweet. Yeah. It's very submissive and gentle, isn't it, that behaviour? She just loves them. But I think, oh. I think the issue with bull terriers is that because they were bred initially to fight bulls, that mm. so they've got this... They, oh when God. they bite, they that. don't mm. let go. And yeah. that's when you're really in uh, trouble and they've got an incredibly strong bite. So if you mm. have a dog that is reactive or has been abused or whatever, and if they are going to bite, so for example, you know, as we know, dachshunds can cause a lot of damage as well. You know, they can, they can, you know, take people down. They can really hurt people, but the difference between a dachshund bite and a bull terrier bite is enormous, obviously. Is this, this jaw, yeah, the yeah. jaw lock thing? I think I, I used to have a staff, my, my old family dog, Gertrude. She had the, the, the locked jaw, that's it, the locked jaw. So when they managed to bite, they could kind of lock it. Is it the same thing with Bella? Yes, exactly. Right. Mm. When you're saying when she bites, you're talking about when she bites onto a toy or a, something like that. And then Yeah, or anything, you know, exactly. So we have, so we have, you know, chew toys for her. But mm. we've also, you know, we work with a behaviourist to understand oh. how to oh. play with her and when mm -hmm. it's best to play with her and how to, do you know what I mean? Because, yeah. well, you know, we've had to 
speak her language. You know, we've had to train ourselves to have a dog mm. in our family as opposed, you know, as much as we had to train a dog to be with a human family. So is this what the behaviorist came in and, and taught you is, is how to how to be with a dog? Yeah, pr- pretty much. I mean, and we, you know, Bella's always been gorgeous, but we only ran into problems. She's four now. And we ran into problems last year when she was playing with some dogs in the park. She's incredibly friendly and playful. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there, she was playing with a pack. There was a walker that was walking a pack. And she was happily loping around. And the walker just had one more dog that, wasn't, that was still on lead and not sort of playing. Um, it was a husky, just incidentally. I'm not saying anything, you know, casting explosions on huskies. In case they're listening. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> just in case. But... Um, and I think so Walker thought, oh, they're all having fun. I tell you what, I'll let the husky off to have a play. But of course that changed the pack order and um, it all went a bit pear-shaped. And so Bella got attacked by the husky. Oh, oh no. Um, and again, I'm only mentioning a husky because it was significantly bigger than her because she's yeah. a mini. And so she got quite hurt. Mm. Then she started being more reactive to other dogs, not to of people. Course, yeah. dogs. So, so that's when we brought in the behaviourists just to, give a yeah. therapy to get it back on an even keel and how to sort of deal with that. So how long have you been doing that then? Are uh, you well, still we, doing that now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's an ongoing okay. process to just yeah. be really patient with her and, and praise her. You know, when other dogs approach her, now we praise her if she's calm and you give her a mm. treat and stuff. And, you know, because for a while she just thought, oh my God, they're all going to hurt me. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, she was upset by that. Um, and as you, as you, I think, mentioned uh, 17 times, it was a husky. Um, <laughs> it, 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 did the uh, did the behaviourist have anything to say on that particular breed? And I again, I don't, I, I think I'm sure there's some lovely huskies out yeah. there. But it, 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 was it a breed related thing? No, no. I just think yeah. I think it's a pack related thing. I think yeah. You know, yeah. Once there's a pack order established, and yeah, you know, there's an interloper, and you know, I think yeah. it's just it was just kind of bad luck, really. Maybe the husky yeah. was jealous that Bella has. 6,729 <laughs> followers on Instagram. <laughs> She's an influencer. She, yeah, it's ridiculous. And once, once I was walking her around the neighbourhood, a couple approached me and they said, is that Bella? Oh, no, really? <laughs> you follow her on Instagram. <laughs> That's really funny. It's a great account as well. I was looking at it earlier. It's really lovely. And uh, she obviously has a lot of fun. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Velour XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Working moms have way too many to-dos. Switch to H&R Block and have an expert do your taxes for you. Block guarantees 100% accuracy and your max refund or your money back. And with your no-surprise guarantee, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. You can even meet with a tax pro in a Block office or online from home. So take a breath, moms. This tax season, it's better with Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Description of benefits and details at hrblock.com forward slash guarantees. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Ladies, your workouts are about to get an upgrade. The new Inspire leggings by Kalia are exactly what you want when it comes to activewear. It's their most versatile collection yet. They look good, feel good, and stay put. Using Lycra Adaptive Fiber, it compresses and molds to the body like a second skin. And it's unbelievably stretchy, so you can move however you want. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. Now, was Bella your first dog, Tanya, or did you grow up with dogs? What, what's, what's been your no, story? No, so when I was a toddler, well, I can't remember this, but um, I've been told that we had two dogs when I was little. And I don't know if my parents knew the breed. I mean, my dad was really into dogs. My mother was not. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they're Jamaican. And, you know, culturally in Jamaica, dogs tend to be outdoor animals. So they can be very mm-hmm. much part of the family and very loved and cherished, et cetera, et cetera. But they tend to be kept outdoors. And so my mum really wasn't into the idea of having them. She was very, you know, my mum was a professional. She's really focused on work. She's like, the last thing she wanted to do is take care of dogs. And But my dad was always like, yay, dogs. So we had a couple, but I think one, well, they what they told me, that one ran away. <laughs> I don't know what that means, really. Yes. And, then, and then the other one, apparently, my mother rehunged it because apparently it scratched me. So this is all very vague. And I think I think probably what happened is I was little, I was probably, you know, floor size. I probably tried yeah. to pull myself up on it and it kind of did that with its paw. And my mum was like, mm. that's it. We're getting mm. to like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Because you're just not yes. a person. So for, and for her, it's like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. So I think but that little interaction that I had with dogs at that young age cemented in me this obsession with dogs all my life. Interesting. Yeah, but I couldn't have one until until now, until I was in my, I guess we got to when I was in my late 40s, so, because I when didn't you, have the lifestyle. No, 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 when you were settled and you could, you knew you'd be able to look after it properly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, and you got, you got Bella as a puppy, did you? What was it, love at first sight or? Yeah, well, you know, it has, because we were looking specifically for this breed. So we did, I oh. mean, I'm one of those people, I'm, I'm a nerd, like, uh, you know, I, I'm a boffin, I get quite obsessive. And so when I knew that I was getting close to being ready to have a dog, I was like, right, I'm going to, because I'd already memorized every dog breed when I was a child. I had all the dog encyclopedias. I would walk dogs around the neighborhood for for pocket money. You know, I would go up to people and say, is that a teacup poodle? And they'd be like, how did you you know that? How did you know that? It's amazing. And I I just knew everything, right? Or so I thought. Mm. So when we were finally ready, I started saying to my partner, right, let's go to all the um, dog shows, like Discover Dogs and stuff, and just get to know breeds, get to know their owners. I didn't want to make an assumption of what breed was right for us. I wanted to talk to owners about who we were, our lifestyle, see what the dogs were like, and sort of come closer to a breed to go, this is the right one for us, you know? Mm -hmm. My partner's like, well, no matter what, it has to be a terrier. He just won't have any other type Mm -hmm. of dog than a terrier, because for him, personality-wise, he's... He's always had terriers. Yes. Oh, okay. His attitude is, when I get a dog, I want the kind of dog that if I look up in a dictionary the word dog, 
there's a picture mm. of my dog under that word. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I, mean? I do know <laughs> like, yeah. what you mean. Almost, like, almost the emoji. If you yeah. if you were to um, use the emoji, dog. it would be that dog. Yes. Exactly. He doesn't want to do any fancy designer breeds. Nothing, you know, cute. Whatever. He's mm. like, no, it's got to be like dog. So yes. he kind of fell in love with this breed because they're very much like that, aren't they? Mm. Yes. We kind of made a beeline for the Bull Terrier enclosure, but we didn't know that miniatures existed. We thought that it was just Bull Terriers. So we went yeah. to the Bull Terrier enclosure and, you know, they're massive. The standards are yeah, they're large they're dogs. huge. Mm. The owner, the owner's daughter was in the enclosure. She was a teenager, but very slight. And my mm. daughter at the time, I think, was about 12 or something when we were looking. Again, very slight. And this girl, who's about my daughter's size, was <laughs> sat on a chair and the bull terrier was on top of her, engulfing her, doing this. <laughs> <laughs> like grooming her. And the girl was like, just sat there like that. And I saw that and I just thought, no. It's just, they're, they're lovely, but too big. Yeah. Who, who wants right. to deal with that? Nobody wants muscle-bound Clonsdale yeah. of a dog. <laughs> on you. Like that. Yeah. So I just yeah. thought, okay, well, maybe not. And then so we started wandering off. And then right next door was the miniature Bull Terriers. And I was like, oh! Sweet. So we kind of ran over to the enclosure. There was about three of them in this enclosure and this woman. And they were all kind of, it was like looking at an enclosure of gibbons or something. They were all kind of <laughs> running around, getting into things. I was like, oh my God. Perfect. Yes. So you yes. prefer you prefer small dogs then to, to bigger dogs? You know, I think miniature is kind of like, is a misnomer for them in a sense, because she's small, yes. but she's mighty. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like in, in Jamaican patois, we'd say Talawa. Small, but mighty. Strong. Do you live in town or are you in a countryside? You got a no, garden, we're, we're like you... in London proper. So yeah. it's funny because my partner bumped into another miniature bull terrier owner in the park. And he said to him, Oh, we got her because of you and your dog. We saw we saw you walking her. Yeah. Really, really liked them. And we thought, well, if they can do it, it should be it should be okay. She really is wow. an influencer. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. Incredible. it's incredible. Yeah. But what I do, because sometimes I get people messaging me and saying, We're thinking about getting this breed. Any advice? <laughs> and what I always say is training, train, 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 train. Okay, mm. big into the training. Do you know what I mean? Because I had, when we got her as well, I had a little hiatus from work. So you know what it's like being freelancers. Mm. Sometimes you get these windows. I had a window of about, it was at least six weeks that I had. So I was home, it was summertime, the weather was good. So I could focus on training her and I got a trainer as well. So I was like double wearing. Uh, okay. You had the time to invest in uh, that particular time, yeah. Absolutely, because the breeder was brilliant. She gave us a list of things, like a checklist of socialising things that we had to take in, you know. So, for example, I would do things like I would walk her next to, if there was construction happening with like people drilling and stuff or like high streets with buses going by. I'd walk by like, you know, really loud things like that and praise her, treat her. Or I'd sit outside, you know, at a cafe on the main street. Yeah. So when buses are going by, she wasn't like, because we got her from like the Welsh countryside, like quiet yeah, so. countries, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. first she came here and she was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. And, you know, so I just did all sorts of things just to acclimatize her to, okay, you're in London now, babes. Yeah. This is there, oh. you know. You sound very intuitive as a dog owner, I think. It, it's very interesting to hear you because yeah, you had this thing all your life that you just had an obsession with dogs and now you've become what I would say is probably a very intuitive dog owner. 
one thing we ask our guests is, do you, do you have a particular voice for Bella? And if so, what, what would it be? What would that sound like? <laughs> yes, well, Bella is actually a very, um, very snooty person sometimes. That's very good. And um, mother, mother, please don't call me again. You see that I'm extremely busy. Father, father, tell this woman to get away from me. <laughs> so she tends to be like that. That's how she talks to you. What voice do you use to talk to her? It kind of depends what she's up to. I mean, I do. There's she. There's a lot. I speak in dog gibberish because she understands dog gibberish. Yes, yes that, I'm a yes. big fan. So generally, it's like so. Now she's sleeping. Are you doing a little bit of the sleepy? It did a hit. You had a bit of the sleepy now. Good to tell you. Good to good girl. Good to good girl. Yeah, see her eye, her ears are doing that. That's brilliant. Are you the bit of the girl? Yes. It did it work. There it is. That's an actual language. Yes, yeah. A different language you're speaking. Yeah, she understands everything. How fabulous. She sounds like, I, I assume she's very well trained and obviously, obviously she has a behaviourist now. Is she trained to the extent that when you get in, she won't jump up at you in excitement? Have you got it to that kind of level? Is yeah, it- yeah, pr- pretty much. I mean, it's, you know, again, it's a long patient road. I mean, you know, she's certainly not a border collie. That's the thing about the breed. Right. Let's just call the spade a spade here. She's not a border collie. And they don't, they don't do that level of, oh, I get it now. Sort of thing. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I okay. had one owner on a walk once said to me, Oh, you got one of those? He said, Oh, yeah, they're not very bright, are they, that breed? Oh. First I went, Oh, and then I went, Yeah, I guess he's kind of right. <laughs> 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 yeah. Do you know what I think? What it is, it's like they're not, it's not that they're thick, but I think they are selective about what right. they keep in mind that will serve them. Right. Yeah. They like their comforts, and if they're like, well, you know, if I do that, what's in it for me? They're a little bit like that, which we had to work on again with the behaviorist because the behaviorist is like, that's not good enough. You know, that's not going to save her life in a situation where you have to call her away from something. Because, but she has learned that because she's always excited when people come, and she learns your bum has to be on the ground to say hello. Oh, okay. Because okay. I have a cockapoo who's 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 bonkers. And Mildred will, you know, if anyone turns up at the house, she'll be jumping up and down like a bouncy ball, goes absolutely mad. But, yeah. but Bella will be sat down and kind of wait for people to approach her. Yeah, the thing is, you know, to be honest with you, speaking of behaviours, it was a bit of a shock. It was a yeah. bit of a shock in terms of we had to readjust our behaviour because he explained to us. Oh, no. I know, I know. I'm not going to want to hear this, am I? I know, I know. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase wildly, just in case any of your listeners are like, that's weird. Our listeners are of the highest order. Yeah, I don't want them to take my advice just because I'm going on right now. Yeah, because I'm kind of, this is, I'm trying to relay what I took away, which I'm still processing. Don't worry, you won't end yeah. up in court. It's okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. But he was saying that basically, he was explaining the law around dogs. Okay. And how it's very easy to get caught out and be sued for anything that your dog does that you think is innocuous. Yes. Yes. Someone else decided, I feel in danger, or I've been endangered Mm -hmm. by that dog. Right. So now you're in trouble. Not that he Mm. was saying to me, I've got to think that every single person that I walk past is going to see me, but he's like, you you have to take 100% responsibility for everything that your dog does, because you don't know how someone's going to react. That's true. Do you know what I mean? So, and I was like, okay. 
because I've, we've, I've been training her to be super friendly to people because of the breed, because of this breed, and people cross the street, literally when they see her, they cross the road. Mm. So I've been training her to be really friendly so that people feel okay. And the behavior was like, don't do that. Let them cross the road. Don't let people come up to your dog. Oh, wow. He's like, my dog only says hello to people that I want him to say hello to. I do the introductions. Okay. And I say it's okay. And I was like, oh, well, that's not as fun. (laughs) Yeah. But it makes sense, though. Yeah. I can understand why he says that. That's amazing. Yeah. Is Bella allowed to come to work with you? Because you're filming now, aren't you? You're filming... Lord of the Rings, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I am. And um, I've seen one set dog that I posted on Instagram recently at Lord of the Rings that belonged to the transport supervisor. Yeah. And it's a little Frenchie, which is the mm-hmm. ideal set dog. Frenchies are ideal, you know, providing it's they're got, lovely dogs. Yeah, you know, providing they're not, don't have any behavioral issues. Yeah. yeah. They'll happily sit with you, you know, not get up to too much mischief, not make too much noise, mm. get you coffee. Yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> on set, that would be lovely. I mean, off you learn your lines. Yes, yeah, um, line reading. <laughs> but, you know, this is really the worst breed. I, sometimes I think, will I ever be able to bring Bella onto set? And I think maybe when she's very elderly, you know, yeah. when she's at an age where she is sleeping most of the day, you know, knows the routine of me coming and going or whatever, possibly. But she'd be the worst dog to bring. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a difficult day, isn't it, for a dog? Because presumably she'd have to be in the trailer lots of the time. You know, you yeah. can't just actually bring her into the scene with you. No, exactly. Exactly. You know, she yeah. just needs too much. She might eat one of the hobbits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just her little ears hanging out of her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Where did it go? Yeah, sorry. I thought it was a toy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. On Bella's Instagram account, she's sporting uh, some outfits, isn't she? Oh, yeah. Different outfits. Oh, yeah. Is that a regular thing? Does she like to get dressed up? Well, you know, she has this Christmas jumper that you've probably seen. Yeah, yeah. seen that. So yeah. Christmas time, we get it out because she doesn't like the cold weather. She's really, she's a bit of a princess. She doesn't like the rain. She doesn't like the cold weather. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she's very picky. She's, we, brought, we brought her all sorts of, like, fancy coats, you know, Dog barber jacket, all that kind of stuff, you know, hunting yeah. jacket, whatever. She doesn't like it. <laughs> what about the shoes? Did you get the shoes? No, no, she would not. That's like too that. far. Shoes are too, too far. far. But okay. even like fancy jacket, she just, she's just like. Ugh. But for some reason, that Christmas jumper, <laughs> I have no idea why she'll go up to it and pick it up and like be like, oh. And I think it's probably because it's keeping her warm. I used to get little fancy collars for her with like bow ties and stuff, but actually we had to then change to a harness. Well, we felt we had to change to a harness. Even the behaviourist was like, why is she wearing a harness? Oh, really? Because it's easier for us to control, like, because if she pulls and it's a collar, it's going to snap. She's so strong. Yes, yes. And then the behaviourist is like, well, she shouldn't be pulling. I was like, okay, just one step at a time, all right? (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like a laugh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Great laugh. (laughs) But it has been very helpful, hasn't it? You know, you had this particular issue that you needed a bit of advice on. Yeah. And it goes to show that sometimes actually someone who's got this sort of collected enough experience yeah. on different breeds and it sounded very good you really can't do these things alone no not because it's mainly about training you as a human it's it's almost less about training them as a dog it's about training you as yes. a human do you know what i mean right yes. yes now i've seen from your instagram that bella is on your sofas she is allowed on the furniture is that right yeah that was another thing to be <laughs> 
talked about actually but he was like how many beds does she have right i was like well she's got one in the kitchen and she's got her crate mm. and then she's got the red soap and she's got the blue and he was like how many beds do you have <laughs> i was like oh my yeah. god but yeah. and he was yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I'm just giving this advice. You adapt according to what you need, but under, just understand the consequences of things. But anyway, so at first, she was only allowed on the the kind of the red, not very nice sofa. Okay. The very old one. But she kept wanting to get on the really nice sofa because, you know, I would be on there it's most nice. of the time. Yeah. And the behaviourist said, how many nice things do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And so eventually I gave in. But however, guys, she is only allowed on the ground floor of house. She's not oh, allowed okay. Oh, We've so, had this a couple of times. Yeah. Not allowed upstairs. Yeah. Never been, never has been allowed upstairs. So she has adapted to that. And she had to adapt My... when she was young. At first, when she was really little, a puppy, because she's, you know, very pack oriented. She loves her people. So a couple of times she came up looking for us. Immediately yeah. we put her back downstairs and she doesn't do that anymore. However, the only time she has to go upstairs is when she has a bath. She had one this morning. In fact. Okay. Oh. And this is how I have to bathe her, okay? Because she full tears hate water. So I wait to take a shower until Andy comes back and then we yeah. walk. Mm-hmm. I get in the shower. Yeah. And then he carries her upstairs, plunks her in the bathtub with me, legs it, locks the door. <laughs> and then I get the dog shampoo out and I'm in there yes. with her and I bathe her so we're together there yeah. so she can just about cope with that and then I just lift her out when I'm done throw a towel on her and then open the door and she just bolts downstairs of and then I get back in the shower and clean myself <laughs> <laughs> how often does she need a bath though because she's quite smooth haired yeah and the, um, the breeder said really don't a lot the breed has its own capabilities yeah. of doing that so once a quarter okay right. yeah unless she's gotten particularly mucky did you keep that from the behaviorist no i mean keep that information away from him if i was you in, ca- in case he says how much how, how many times do you wash a day <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> no you're the first person, I think, who doesn't allow their dogs upstairs or into the bedroom. No, no, no. My parents were like that. Yeah. They wouldn't, They wouldn't uh, with our dogs, not me, with our dogs, <laughs> they weren't allowed upstairs either. And um, there's obviously a logic to it, but we're, um, we're just very soft. I've only got a chihuahua, a tiny little chihuahua. Yeah. So she's, you know, you, you, you can't really tell her anything. I let Mildred upstairs and the flat upstairs hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but she's got to sleep somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there you go. Yeah. So out of all the beds she's got, which one does she choose to sleep well, in? She has a crate. We crate her. Okay. Oh right. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, she was right. crate trained when we got her. Yeah. And all the research that I'd personally done in places that I thought were very reputable recommended crating. So mm. I didn't have to worry about that. She had no anxiety. She loves her. Crate. That is mm. her teenage bedroom. And she yeah. has on the back she has a big Welsh flag because she's Welsh. Oh. And so yeah, oh. so she's like decorated for her. Mm. Some special towels in there and a cushion. And sometimes she'll just go in there and just chill. Do you actually close her in? Do you lock her in at night? Yeah. We only lock her in at night because so we never use the yeah. crate as any sort of punishment or anything. Because no. it's always gotta no. be her safe place, her chill space, yeah. you know, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's a crib. 
At night, though, we do lock her in only because we have a burglar alarm. And so if she roams, yes. she sets the whole thing off. And it's meant to have like a pet thing, but it doesn't really work. Because the second she jumps up onto a sofa, I go like, wah, wah, wah. So yeah. we just, and it's also what I find personally excellent about crates is that dogs, obviously, they get ill sometimes. And so yes. if you've been sick in the night, it's, we don't have to wake up to finding it somewhere. It's the, in the crate. Yeah. Okay. You just take everything out, strip everything down. You know, it's no problem. That's a huge advantage, isn't yeah. it, for that? This episode is brought to you by Etsy. So you need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. And it needs to say, I'm a thoughtful person, and I appreciate you, and I know exactly what you like, all at the same time. Well, Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life, like the pickleballer, the jazz fan, or the pasta lover. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there's something for everyone on Etsy. Whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How much exercise does Bella have? She gets walked twice a week. So this, okay, so when we first got her, it used to be me. This is pre-pandemic, okay? So mm. my partner went into town every day to work and I was at home with her most of the time. Anytime I had to work, then we would get someone in, you know, no problem, routine. And mm. I would take her on lovely long walks and blah, blah, blah. Twice a day, one long one, one sort of just quite cursory one. Then I broke my ankle in the first week of lockdown. Oh I know. Was it the behaviourist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many ankles have you got? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Yeah, so that changed everything dramatically. So I basically stopped walking her because for the longest time I literally couldn't walk. And even when oh, I could walk oh again, man. I found that when I took her, like the slightest bit of pulling was agony. I just couldn't mm. walk her because I just wasn't ready in terms of the level of you know healing I'd done. And then lockdown happening, so my partner was working from home and he's basically been working from home ever since. I mean, he does go in now occasionally, but you know, Right. So he took over all of that. And um, now she's a total daddy's girl. Aww. Worships him. And he's much more mucky than I am anyway. And he lets her get up to all sorts of things. I'm much more strict. 
So mm-hmm. she's happy yeah. with that. And this is the big question that we ask everyone, Tanya, on the show. I think I know the answer. Do you let Bella kiss you on the lips or on the face, the mouth area? Um, well, I don't, I don't invite it. Mm. You know, sometimes they just do, right? Sometimes they're all there and they yeah. but you know, and I don't yeah. freak out. Like, oh, I, you know. Yes. But nor okay. am I like... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Lady in the Tramp. At the end of the yeah. day, it's a dog, and I I see where they stick their faces, and I don't necessarily yes. want to share that in my mouth. Yes. So you know, but I also know I have my own antibodies. So if she happens to lick me there. I'm not gonna freak out. We can stay calm. I think the only thing that I try, I tend to avoid it in the summer because I get quite bad hay fever. So okay. I know that she's been in the garden and then she comes up and she's on me. Then I'm going to suffer, not because she's dirty, but because of the pollen, basically. Yes, yes, But this yes. is exactly as well why I'm not that person who lets their dog sleep in their bed. I cannot fathom. <laughs> to me, that's worse. <laughs> it's worse. <laughs> I'd rather have my dog kiss me on my face than have them yeah. bite them into my bed. I don't understand. <laughs> you, see where you, you see how close they are to the ground. And I live in London. You see what it rolls in. All the fox yeah. poo and the badger poo. You see how it tries to eat other dogs' vomit? I'm sorry, and you're going to bring that in your bed? Those are all the yeah. reasons that Jack lets the dog in the bed. <laughs> yeah, God. it's... Well, you, you know, you'd have to meet my dog to understand. <laughs> She's a different case, really, but I uh, I get the logic. Yes, um, yes, absolutely. But we're all, we're all slaves to our emotions at the end of the day, aren't you we? You roll over and there's a dog anus in your face this far away. Hey, <laughs> Not happening. Not on my watch, no. Tanya, thank you so much for uh, joining us. It's wonderful to have you on. Wonderful to get to know Bella as well. And yeah. I mean, I, did, I didn't want to leave on, on a bad note, but I've noticed that I followed Bella and she hasn't followed me back. So that is noted. Oh, oh. oh that's a shame. I, know. Yeah. I think you should say that to her. I think. Yeah, Bella. Bella. Tanya, could you say it to Bella in your dog language? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Bella, where you know for the minute, the wind did them. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Oh no! Oh no! I did a bad girl. Oh, I got no. the hint. I can see. Yeah, Und- understood. Because it was all in the eyes. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tanya. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me. It's fascinating to hear Tanya. As I said in our conversation, she's she's clearly very intuitive yes. dog person, isn't she? She's yes. really kind of really in tune with Bella. She gets what she wants out of it as well. Yes, and so much work, such mm. such an unbelievable amount of work, yeah, and research. Yeah, gone into finding the right dog. That's right. Yeah, for the situation. Yes, there's a there's a um, a kind of theme is is starting to emerge in these <laughs> podcasts where I, I I can't help but notice that every single one of our guests knows more about dogs than we do, and <laughs> and they are probably more sensible with their dogs than we are. It's, yes, yeah. it, I, I feel like <laughs> I. Since doing this podcast, I've discovered that actually everything that I'm doing is wrong. <laughs> yeah, it, it is wrong. And also, um, and I speak for myself as well, but, you know, I'm beyond being able to remedy that. I can't teach yes. Dolly now. I can't sit her down and explain that, look, things are going to change. 
You know, you're gonna be in, <laughs> from now on, you're going to be in a crate. And <laughs> I can't. It's too late. It's too late. Yeah, absolutely. It's too late. And also, do you know what I find interesting? Actually, is mm. that we've had to do a podcast to actually discover this because I don't yeah. think I'm not sure how much people know about the responsibility, as it were that you have getting a dog. And as we say at the end, you know, dogs for life, not just for a podcast, but actually it seems to me that we know so much more than we did back then. Mm. And this idea that, I mean, Tanya didn't say, she didn't say this actually. She, the reason that she didn't want her dog jumping up at people wasn't about anxiety. She didn't mention Mm. that, which we have had. Obviously Russell, I think was saying that that was, Is that right? He was kind of saying that that, I might be putting words in his mouth, so I want to be careful. But he was saying that the jumping up and the dog being happy to see you was actually had something to do with anxiety. It it was something to do with that. uh, I'd have to revisit it to really get onto that. But, But I think that if you were to say to me before I got a dog, that actually the things that I loved about having a dog were maybe not the right way to do things. I don't know how, to be totally frank here, don't know how keen I would be about having the dog because actually all of the elements that I love about having Mildred and and my relationship with Mildred and like you said when we spoke to Tanya you know you're a you're a slave to your emotions it's those are the things that I that I love about about having a dog not that, and of course, by the way, I'm not saying, of course, I'm not saying that the way that anyone else, you know, if you do like your dog to be well behaved and, and kind of stick to the rules, I'm not at all saying that that's bad. That's fantastic. That's a mm. great way of doing it. But it's, mm, it it's just eye opening. It's been eye opening yeah. doing this. Yeah, part. yeah. It's eye opening and uh, it's a, a, like a window into human nature. That's what I think I'm learning more about is about yes. humans rather than dogs. But uh, that's. And as Tanya said, with her behaviour, the behaviourist really was about training the person uh, and not the dog. Yes. So, so that gives you a little glimmer of hope, doesn't it, Sean? That, <laughs> that you can you can be trained. There are people out there who can help you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> uh, uh, yes, I'm, I'm working on it. I won't be calling that behaviourist. <laughs> Don't think I'll be calling him. Yeah, he's, he doesn't sound right for either of us, probably, it's true to say. yeah, He would not be happy. No. Now, we've landed on our feet here because Tanya's spoken a lot about her behaviourist and it yeah. just turns out, coincidentally, that today we are going to speak to one. Yes, I know. <laughs> Imagine it turned out it was the same one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know, Tanya. Yeah. Yeah, she's only got one bed. I didn't like, um, I have to say, she, she answered back a bit too much and uh, I'll let her know who's boss. Uh, she was limping after I met her. Yeah, it's the thing with behaviourists. They're very much pack animals. They, you know, they, they need to be kept in control. Um, but no, I'm looking yes. forward to it because have you got a question that you've got teed up to ask? I do actually want to. I, wanna, I want to hear Simon's take on mm-hmm. really what he thinks that... Um, that, that Mildred is going through yeah. when I get back and she's jumping up and down. I just want to get some kind of clarity on that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, I think the next thing you should do is just bring him in. Let's speak to him. Yeah.
I'm Jack. This is Sean. Hello, Simon. Nice to meet you guys. How are you doing? You all right? Yeah. Thank you for joining us. You've got my old look. Do you know what? Actually, when I was a bit trimmer back in the day, I was mistaken for you quite a few times. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, so- <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. That must have been very distressful. I wasn't too Yeah. Bad. Were you attacked often? Or- no, no. <laughs> Well, we're really, uh, we've been doing this podcast for um, a few weeks now, and at Simon, so it's really great to have you on. How do you describe yourself? That's a canine behaviorist? Yeah, uh, so I'm a canine behaviorist. I, I am a dog trainer as well, but I always lead with the canine behaviorist thing first. Um, the best way mm. to describe it is being like a psychotherapist for dogs, whereas like a vet is like GP. Uh, a canine behaviorist is more like a psychotherapist. Yes. Right, right. And so people come to you, they've got a problem dog often, or do they just come and say, look, we've got a puppy, don't know how to deal with it yet? Or what, what goes on generally? What's the usual thing? I, I actually get both of those, to be honest. Yeah. Yes. So the, the majority of my cases are issues, you know, sort of reactivity, aggression, separation anxiety, yeah. all that sort of stuff. But yeah, people do call me in to sort of give them sort of puppy 101. What's reactivity as in as in uh, how your dog reacts to, you know, callbacks and getting the dog back and all of that? No, the, the, the word reactivity has got sort of a stigma with it at the minute. Oh, has it? Yeah, people think if you've got a reactive dog, it means that it's just automatically aggressive. Where reactivity really, it, it's like Ron Seal does what it says on the tin. It's a reaction to something. So it's a heightened reaction. Mm-hmm. But at the minute, it's sort of got twisted to be more for, you know, if you're walking down the street and your dog lunges at another dog or barks at another dog as it walks past, that's what the reactivity label has been sort of shifted to instead of just being a reactive response to something. Oh, okay. So okay. I've got... so um, a good word. <laughs> very good word. And I've, I've got something... Mildred, my cockapoo, mm-hmm. she has a bit of a rivalry. See, I'd love to know your thoughts on this. She has a bit of, of a rivalry with a little dog that lives in an estate agent's. Okay. Right? So every time we walk past this estate agent's, mm-hmm. Mildred will start going bonkers. Okay. Almost like five minutes up the road. She knows the estate agent's is coming. And she'll start kind of pulling me towards the estate agents. Right. And then she gets to the estate agents. The dogs, the, the little, I think it might even be a chihuahua. Grace will definitely correct me on this. I'll mm-hmm. get it wrong. But it's like a little chihuahua, not a long-haired chihuahua. And that's going bonkers and jumping up at the window and yeah. scraping the window going, yeah, 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 yeah. And Mildred's going crazy. And then I have to pull Mildred away and, and kind of get to the park eventually. Okay. I've got absolutely no idea what's going on there. To me... I think those two dogs despise each other. Mildred hates estate agents. She doesn't like how much commission they're getting on selling around West London. She's sick of it. And yeah. uh, she thinks mortgages should be cheaper yeah. and rent lower. What's going on? I mean, besides that, yes. <laughs> have those dogs ever met in real life? Or is it just purely through the window that they've... They've never met. It's just through the, the, the window. Yeah. Um, it's more of a yeah. FOMO thing by the sounds of it. I can't imagine Mildred is particularly aggressive or anything like that in day-to-day life. And I assume she's, no, sort of, she's, she's, not, she's no. quite good with other dogs in general. Yeah, it's quite isolated. Yeah. yeah. It would be because, because they've got this glass sort of wall between them. Them. they can see each other they can hear each other they want to interact with each other but maybe because this chihuahua is inside a building mildred can't smell her and as i'm sure you know everything with dogs is done by scent you know they can tell the breed the age the height the health the status and the hack hierarchy and everything from just smelling another dog and if they can see a dog but not wow. smell it they will be absolutely confused because they're like well who are you what are you 
And uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of like me and you guys yes. through, through, through this sort of thing. You know, I can yeah. read all I want about you guys, but until I genuinely meet you in person, I'll never know who you truly are. And that's just what Mildred and this Chihuahua are doing and just trying to find out what each other's about, really. So you, you're, what you're saying is you, you really want to smell us? Before you <laughs> I mean, it. if you're willing to bend over, Jack, um, we can <laughs> I didn't think we'd go no, there we're so quickly, but anyway... <laughs> That sounds very feasible. The question, and, and Simon, I was going to say, because I've got a chihuahua. Yeah. She's about 13 years old okay. now. We got her when she was six. Yeah. And her issue is that I'm sure she wasn't ever badly treated, but she was, you know, she was a rescue. Her issue is that she will not leave the house to go for a walk. In fact, we have to carry her. As soon as you put her down on the ground, she will like turn around like a weather vane towards home and start walking home. Right, okay. There is nothing I know how to do because you can't with a chihuahua. You you really feel like you're mistreating her if oh, you yeah. were to yank her on the lead like yeah. you can with a bigger yeah. dog. Yeah. So I don't know what your immediate thoughts were on that. To be honest, do you say she's fourteen? That's OAP levels for yeah. a chihuahua. Like she is an elderly lady yeah. right now. Yeah. And you've got to think you wouldn't force your 80, 90 year old mother or grandmother to go on a jog, would you? It's that same kind of mentality. I might. <laughs> Get the I have to force mine to come to my show. <laughs> I like that answer yes, though. So because do that I. Sound, that's very pragmatic yeah. and in the real world rather than saying, oh, then yeah. you, you know, you've got to give her an electric shock and then she'll move or, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely not with the shock collars. But um, yeah, it's she, she's an old lady at the end of the day. She's not anywhere near as mobile or as active as she yeah. used to be. And by the sounds of it, you know, you taking her to a spot and making her walk back is probably plenty of exercise. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. She's very happy to do that. And I think the psychology. We tell ourselves it's because she's so pleased to have a home yeah. that she doesn't want to leave it. You know, yeah. she loves she loves being there and doesn't want to do Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. One thing that's come up quite often now on this podcast is the different ways that dog owners look after their dogs mm. and train their dogs. And and something that keeps on coming up is this thing that when when the owner gets home, or if I get home, when I get home and I've been away for a long time. Yeah hadn't seen Mildred for a month she jumped up and down she goes bonkers for a few minutes it's really wonderful she does get very excited when myself or Grace get home but since doing the podcast we've learned that some dog owners actually like to train their dogs so that when they get home the dog doesn't kind of go berserk doesn't get too excited maybe stays where it is uh, until certainly stays sat down we've just been speaking to Tanya her dog, Bella, will stay sat down and then you go towards the dog and you greet the dog. Okay, yeah. I, I, I was wondering what your take on that was, if if you actually thought there was a better or worse way of doing it and what it means, sorry to load you with all of this, <laughs> but what it means when a dog is becoming overexcited yeah. when, when you get home. It's only really an issue if the dog is too excited. We're talking like squealing, almost painful sound, urinating on the floor and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> From what I've seen of the videos of you greeting Mildred and stuff like that, it's quite a tame reaction, really. Like I've seen a lot worse than that in dogs. And she's not particularly a big dog, so it's not like she's going to do any sort of like serious harm. No, no. The only mm. thing I can think of where you might need to implement that, Sean, is like, you know, obviously you've got a, a new baby that's just arrived and you might want it to be a little bit calmer if you're just yes. walking through the door and you've got the baby in your arms and you don't want to sort of like be dealing with the dog at the same time. 
but yeah, as a general yes. rule, the ignoring and the sort of like having that calmer attitude is great. Normally, it's to help things like separation anxiety. So you're adding that sort of like cooling off period before you go out as you come back, because then the dog's not pining for you while you're away. And, you know, this big entrance is sort of like winding it up. But yeah, I don't see any issues with a dog greeting you. I see. You. Yeah, so long as it's within controllable levels. Because I, when I get home, I, I, if I've not got too much on, I, I kind of get overexcited myself about seeing Mildred. Yeah. And are you saying that the reason that that might not necessarily always be a good thing is that actually what you're doing is you're almost creating too much fun yeah. that and creating too a good a time, Absolutely. as bonkers as it sounds. Yeah, yeah. It means that when you leave... She's now down that she's not getting that amount of joy, oh, and that actually creates the yeah. separation anxiety. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely correct. Wow. You can have my job, but that definition—that's brilliant. Okay. That's really—that's exactly what it is. Well, you've clearly not been listening to the podcast <laughs> if you think I can have your job. <laughs> <laughs> that's very interesting. Thank you. Dogs treat affection like a reward, like to a lot of dogs, especially like with Mildred, who love the cuddles, love the attention. You know, you probably get more out of her yeah. by just giving her love and affection than you would giving her, you know, a piece of bacon. It's super, super high value affection to a lot of dogs. When uh, people come to you, what would you say are the most common issues yeah. that you find yourself dealing with? I'd say separation anxiety and the reactivity that I mentioned before. It is yeah. pretty okay. much. Yeah. A lot of my clients are people that have got dogs during lockdown. So they're sort of like between one and three mm. years old sort of like age bracket and you know we were locked away in yeah. apartments and houses for two three years and so were the dogs and the dogs just haven't had that socialization yeah. and then you take them out into the big wide world and then all of a sudden right. they're just overstimulated like nobody's business interesting yeah right yeah, yeah. and simon have you got a dog yourself i do Leia. if i can get her to come over Leia. Get her. Mm. she's half asleep at the minute oh great layer after yeah. princess layer absolutely yeah there she is there she is. Mm. Oh, beautiful. What breed is she? I can't see So her she's a rescue from Greece. But believe it or not, we got one of those DNA tests done yeah. on her. And she's actually mostly German Shepherd. <laughs> is she? Is she? Even though she looks sort of like Collie Springer cross. And there's no Collie, no Springer. Yes, it's yes. It's German Shepherd, Dalmatian, a little bit Chihuahua in there as well. Just a real mix of everything. <laughs> <laughs> Extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Someone got around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How does Leah fit in with your training scheme and, and your work schedule? The minute I'm training to be a stooge dog. So uh, I don't know if you've heard the phrase stooge right. dog before. I have not, no. So basically no. a stooge dog is, I'll take her on to sessions with me, especially if a dog's got reactivity or aggression issues and things like that. She's super laid back. Like I forget she's at home most of the time. And if I can yeah. give that calm attitude when I go and see a dog, the other dog that I'm working with will obviously feed off her energy. And because she doesn't react if a dog you know, was to be aggressive towards her, she'll just sort of sit there and take it most of the time. She will help teach that dog by right. doing, basically. So an example dog. She's an example dog yeah. for other dogs. Yeah. 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 So you're getting someone to work for you without paying them? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's an apprenticeship. Yeah. I like your thinking, Simon. <laughs> She's an intern. She's an intern for now. Yeah, yeah. You get the experience. But when she sets out on her own, that's yeah. you know you've, you've got it wrong. You know, she's got it. 
She's going around training dogs on her own now. Simon, look, thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. Really interesting and wonderful having you on. Really great, yeah. Before you go, we ask all of our guests this and uh, have no idea what you're going to say to this, (laughs) but do you let Leia kiss you on the lips? So, interesting answer to this one. I would let her, but she doesn't like my beard. She doesn't lick my face at all. Ah, yes, I, I relate to that with my dog. She doesn't like she, it. She will absolutely kiss the face off my fiance. Like obviously, clean shaven, no facial hair, but mm-hmm. she just does not yeah. like to lick my face at all. Okay, yeah. rejected. <laughs> there we go. Simon, thank you so much for coming on. And we'd love to have you back on when, yeah. when, when you're next free. Yeah, 100%. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, guys. So that was Simon Parry Marino, who is a, a proper dog behaviorist yes. and trainer. It was interesting, wasn't it? Very interesting. And, and that definitely wasn't the man that Tanya used. I got that vibe. No, no. He was. Uh, he had a very easygoing manner about him. And I can see that because my fear is that they they turn up and they're all a bit sort of pleased with themselves. You know. <laughs> Yes, dog like, trainers. That, yeah. that was my preconception. I, yeah. Obviously, I'm, I'm prejudiced, and yeah. that they, you know, and then they get control of your dog, and then they, you know, chat your wife up, and it's all go. <laughs> it, it, all, it all goes wrong. But he, I think yeah. Simon was a kind of. I, I warmed to him very, very much. And yes, I, li- I liked his answers. They were very. They were very. Um, they were very practical, weren't they? Yeah, well, I actually wish that he lived down here in London. But for any uh, Oh My Dog listeners that are up in Manchester, he's a Manchester-based uh, canine behaviourist. So if you're mm. looking for help, I think you've, you've heard the man. Um, yeah. I, I would thoroughly recommend him. I would I would certainly have used him for, for any trouble. Uh, lo- yeah, lovely man. And he's, he's certainly made me feel... He's definitely made me feel better about uh, yeah he wasn't he wasn't scolding of, of of the situation you found yourself in and actually was was very nice about Mildred saying oh she's not that bad you know she yes. just likes to see you so that's okay and you were Dolly as well and you were yeah, Dolly exactly. you know no guilt yeah. there with not no. making her do the walk and to the extent that I actually started to wonder does he know anything. <laughs> But I think that's unfair. I think he does. I think he's very, very good. And as you say, he I think he'd be the one I turn to. I think yeah. I've got an issue. I would be on the phone to him. I think he's great. So, so look, fantastic. Thank you for coming on, Simon. Uh, Tanya was fantastic with Bella. And uh, you could also follow Bella on Instagram. But more yes. importantly, I think you should be following OMD Pod on Instagram. That's at OMD Pod. Also, if you want to send in your own voice notes, send in any queries, anything you want to get off your chest, anything you want to add to the conversation that me and Jack are having, you can do that by emailing hello at omdpod.com. And remember, a dog is for life, not just for podcasts. <laughs>